Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined, as I am most Saturdays here, by my good friend, Mr. Lee Schwartz, who's been a good friend and uh, fellow DP, DFS uh, compatriot here throughout the entire season. We are on the final day of the NBA season. Oh, my goodness, we are so happy because this silly season has gotten us all a little frazzled, I think. Uh, we're all kind of at the end of our rope with it. We don't know who's playing, who's not. I know a lot of people, I know at least over 40% of people had Bobby Portis in one of my GBPs yesterday. Uh, and he just didn't <laughs> Maybe that was two days ago. I think it was, well, no, it was yesterday. Uh, he just did not play at all. So, yeah, that's got to hurt. But uh, that's the kind of stuff you deal with here uh, in the middle of silly season. So, you know, kind of play a defense at your own risk. That's kind of what I'll go ahead and add a disclaimer at the front here, Lee. But 15-game uh, slate, every single pl- team is playing uh, that doesn't mean that every single game will be quote unquote played. Uh, a lot of these games really just mean absolutely nothing. Uh, so we will talk about that. I do have some kind of silly season heroes for you guys, some scrubs. I think you can play here and Lee's actually covering kind of the spend ups here. Cause this is kind of the, the format we're doing down the end of the season here is kind of scrubs and stars. What stars can you trust and what scrubs can you kind of slip in and, and really trust as well? So I'm excited to break this down with you, Lee. Uh, gonna try to keep this to about 30, 40 minutes because a lot's gonna change between now and and tip off, which is actually only about oh I don't know 15 hours away or so. Uh, pretty pretty soon here. So uh, in general though, Lee, I mean I know you said you were messing around with kind of some some uh, you know lineups and stuff like that. How do you feel about this slate? I mean, do you feel like you <laughs> are able to play an actual lineup here and, and, and trust it? You know, the funny thing is, like, during the regular season, when you can count on lineups and rotations and, and um, minutes played, things like that, you know, even then, what do you, what's your, what do you, your best hope? Like a 60% chance of winning uh, every round you play, you know, or whatever the margin is over, over the house, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, today, it feels like it's really, really hard. That, you know, you've got 25 teams that really don't seem to care if they win or lose today. Uh, it might even be higher than that because even the four or five teams that actually have a seed at, at stake might not play all the guys that they need to play uh, to try to reach that goal. So, you know, you've got you've got four or five teams with some good core plays, and then you've got 25 teams of good value picks, uh, but even those are really hard to take. And then think about teams like OKC who just kind of clinched a spot next last day or two you know, we have no idea really what they're going to do tomorrow or today. And and uh, are they going to play their starters? Are they going to play them a quarter like some teams have been doing? Or are they going to not play them at all? So there's just so much unknown out there today. It's really tough to uh, to put uh, too much faith into any one philosophy. But I really think that there's, of those four or five core games that, that mean something in the Western Conference, all starting at 2.30, so you'll have lineups in, you'll have – really good information uh, for that late late part of the main slate. Um, I think you can find some really good plays in those four or five games. And then what you're looking for is when the lineups come out, you know, who's uh, who, who are kind of the shade on sharps of the world who are going yeah. to kind of fill your lineup out. Yeah. And I think there are some guys. So I focused on guys 5K and under, and Lee focused on guys 7K and over. Um, we do probably have some guys mixed in that are, are in that no man's land. But I do think there are quite a few guys in that 5 to 7K range that are going to be really solid for you guys. So uh, this isn't a complete breakdown. I think a complete breakdown would just be absolutely insane. Uh, there's just too many games. 
Uh, I think, you know, if you want to have that information, you, get, you need to get the DFS pass at sportsethos.com. Go sign up for it. It's only $4.99 a month. We are going to be doing this during the playoffs as well. So go do that now. Uh, and in the, you know, it, it, we're also going to have a lineup lock show. I, I know we're crazy. I know this is insanity. I think Jamie's going to be joining me for that one. I believe he said he'd be available, but uh, we'll see. It might just be me. I might just be the only insane one, and that's fine. I'm okay being insane, <laughs> but uh, it's going to be fun because we're going to get a whole lot of information as it comes. But, but yeah, I think you know this is kind of. Let me just kind of preface this all also by saying you know this is kind of the one day of the year, uh, or maybe the you know this week or something would be the the week of the year that I would suggest you know maybe you don't play cash or you don't play for the sure value because you're just not going to get it. There's no sure value out there. Maybe this is the the week where you just go in. And put you know some um, some entries into those you know very large field GPPs, and see if you can hit big. Because if you you know put some some just dart throws out there and you end up hitting, uh, I think it is a very uh, you know a very not a good chance, but there is a chance that you can make some some really decent money uh, just by knowing a little bit more about a guy than some other someone else. Because we're talking about some really uh, borderline guys here, which is what my job is here. So let's uh, let's stop the talk here. Let's just go ahead and you know get right into it, Lee. I know you said you're looking at some of the later games, so I kind of want to talk about some of the games I'm targeting here, just while we're you know while we're talking about some of the earlier games. Uh, so let me go with Milwaukee and Toronto. Uh, Milwaukee, nothing to play for. Toronto, nothing to play for. Toronto's playing Chicago uh, in Toronto in the play-in, and Milwaukee has the second seed uh, locked up and aren't going anywhere. So none of their stars are going to play. I'm looking at a guy like Myers Leonard at 3,900, who got I believe 26 minutes in their last matchup. Uh, could have been 24, but he is a guy that I think, you know, um, he didn't exactly kill it in those minutes, but he's getting those kind of minutes again in this one. And, you know, Bobby Portis, uh, as I mentioned before, sat out. Uh, if he does that again, uh, you know, I think Myers under could see 26 to 28 minutes uh, and he could put up a very solid uh, face and get 26 minutes in the last one. Only put up 16.75 DK points. It had a really rough game. Four personal fouls, three turnovers. Um, you know, I don't have a really good stat set from this season to point out that he's going to have a good game. But from previous seasons, he's had good games uh, in limited minutes. He's a good permanent guy. So I would go ahead and point him out as kind of a large field GPP kind of guy. Uh, Precious Achiwa, I think, is a good guy for cash or GPPs. Uh, 4700 is his price. Um, obviously, Pascal Siakam is not going to play, most likely. Uh, for some reason, Scotty Barnes hasn't been ruled out yet, and like everybody else on the Raptors has been ruled in. So I'm interested. I guess I, I would kind of like to get your thoughts there, Lee, on, on whether or not we can trust Scotty Barnes here. But uh, Pascal Siakam has been ruled out. Fred Van Vliet has been ruled out. OG Anobi has been ruled out. Uh, Jeffrey Tal- uh, Jeff Talton has been ruled out. So, uh, Dalton, sorry. So, we, you know, we've, we've had people ruled out, and for some reason, Scotty Barnes is still sitting there. So, that kind of makes me go, like, why? Why is he like that? Uh, but Preston Sochiwa at 4,700 should get those Pascal Siakam minutes, and he is a really, really high points per minute kind of guy. Um, Gary Trent Jr. at 4,000 is another guy I would look at absolutely as long as he plays. I'm getting the, the feeling that he's going to sit or he's going to play limited minutes, though. So I actually don't have them on my list. I think people will get fooled by that. That's one of those uh, you know, kind of pitfalls we have on this kind of site. Just like with Bobby Fortis, you think you have gold and ends up being fool's gold because they just don't play the full lot of minutes or they don't play at all. Like they just don't they just don't see the floor. Um, so it's it's really risky. Uh, will Barton at thirty five hundred is another guy I'm looking at in this game. And then as a really solid, you know, deep league pivot, I think Thad Young, Thaddeus Young at uh, three thousand. You could see uh, some minutes out of him. And if you do. Uh, he is a guy that produces, you know, rebounds, assists, steals, uh, points, blocks, all, all of it. And I think he's a really nice uh, guy. If he does end up getting, 
we'll say 20 to 25 minutes, which very well could happen here because, you know, he's not playing in the rotation now. So maybe they want to give him some minutes just to, you know, give some of the guys a rest. So, um, but your thoughts here on Scotty Barnes Lee? Do you think that they're playing Scotty Barnes or Gary Trent Jr.? I mean, is that somebody that you're trusting on this site? I don't trust Barnes. I really don't trust Hurdle. Um, the the usual starters. I think Gary Trent might get some time only because he's missed a lot of games. Mm. Might need to just get in there, get some minutes to get a shot back a little bit. Fair. But I really don't like any of those guys this game. I agree with you completely that uh, the Precious Achua might have a nice game today. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? Goran Dragic might get some minutes today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The thing is, you know, even Dragic is still 4,700. He's not really a great value pick compared to some of the other guys that you're going to have a chance to play. But there's a couple guys on the value side, like Coloco got some decent minutes earlier this season, got some decent usage when some of the big men were out. And uh, it might be a Flynn game, too. He's a $3,000 point guard. It might be, a, you know, he might see 20, 35, 20, 30 minutes tonight. Yeah, especially with Dalton now. That's a good call, too. I should have had my list as well. So there's quite a few guys you can look at in this game, obviously, but that's going to be the case of most games here. Uh, all right, Lee, talk to me about a game that you're trusting, uh, you know, that, that stars are playing, people care. Uh, talk to me a little bit about one of those games. Well, I guess uh, in this case, the stars are playing on one side because the other team doesn't have any stars left. But, uh, you know, when I'm, I'm really focusing on, for my pay-ups, my stars today, on five teams and those are the five teams that are really struggling for that last those playoff seeds in the west that's minnesota new orleans the lakers the clippers and then golden state and of those five i mean one of those is a net is a net is a nba champion and to me the golden state warriors are probably the most uh, predictable play in the slate today the only caveat to that would be they're playing portland who obviously has nothing to play for hasn't for a long time already uh I think it's a 17 and a half point uh, point spread right now. Mm-hmm. So there's a very decent chance that maybe that the starters for the Warriors don't even play the fourth quarter. That being said, I don't find a better play on the entire slate than Steph Curry. Uh, he's just the kind of guy who will come through and throw 40 in in a game like this, uh, a game that means something for a team that knows how to win in a game that they really need to win. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I was on Steph Curry for the last slate also, and they had to win that one. He had a pretty nice game against the uh, Sacramento Kings, ended up with 47.75 DK points. So I uh, would have liked a little bit more, but that's to- totally serviceable on a slate like this where you just don't know, you know, who's going to do what. It's uh, definitely going to do do it for us because we're just not sure what stars are actually going to play. I mean, if you literally, literally just go and scroll through the top players, uh, you know, you'll see just a bunch of outs and questionables. So I do like that call a lot. In this game, I do have Shaq Harrison as a value play kind of circled still. He is uh, getting up a little bit pricey at this point, but um, he's 4,600, which is I still think is fine. And it's a Golden State Warriors, which is always a nice little uh, matchup here for uh, DFS. So I, I think Shaq Harrison is another guy in that game as well um, that would target. Let's talk a little bit about Philadelphia and Brooklyn. Uh, you know, another game here where Philadelphia is locked in. Uh, Brooklyn's got that six seed. Uh, they're probably not going to play Mikel Bridges. Um, probably not going to play, you know, uh, uh, Cam Johnson. So I think there's a. These are probably my favorite value plays here. These are the guys that I'm actually going to like literally start with my build out with as my value guys. Um, on Philadelphia, I'm looking at Jaden Springer very hard. Jaden Springer had a very good game uh, in that last one. Probably going to get upwards of 32 to 35 minutes. Uh, and if that's the case here, I'm just trying to pull up his game log here. He had 30 DK points in 34 minutes against the Hawks. And they're playing the uh, Brooklyn Nets, who are going to be sitting Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson and Dorian Finney-Smith probably. So 
Um, you know, who's going to play for the Brooklyn Nets? Uh, no one that plays any defense. I'll tell you that right now. All of their big their big wing defenders are probably going to be sitting in this one. Uh, maybe a Royce O'Neal might play a, a few minutes, but he's kind of up there in age at this point, so I don't know if he will. Um, so I do like Jaden Springer as a, a at 4100 as a nice little play there. Uh, on the other side, though, we're talking about Brooklyn. That's probably my two favorite guys on that side. Uh, in Dayron Sharp at 3500, absolutely love Dayron Sharp here. Um, he is a guy that is a really good per minute guy. Um, just needs the minutes, and this is going to be a nice sloppy game for him to really clean up, um, gets those big band stats, and and you know does it at a high clip. So I like him a lot. And then of course, uh, probably going to be a popular play, honestly. Well, I mean it's a 15 game slate, so no one's going to be like I wouldn't worry about ownership too much, honestly, guys. I really wouldn't. But he'll probably be probably be in the double digits ownership. But uh, Cam Thomas at 3200. If they sit. Uh, you know, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, somebody's got to score. We've seen Cam Thomas go off for 40 points, real-life points before. Um, it could very well happen against the Philadelphia third stringers. So I absolutely love Cam Thomas here. So uh, any thoughts on this game? Uh, anyone playing that's going to matter here at this point? Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, and to your point earlier, I looked up uh, the point guards for this slate, for the 15-game slate that starts at noon. The uh, 14 and the 17 top point guards are all out today. That's yeah. how bad. That's how bad it is. And that's you know here we are still 12 hours away from tip off. So who knows what it's going to be like at tip off. Yeah. Uh, but you know the only players that are even look like they might be available to play that aren't questionable are already out for this game are Mikhail Bridges at 9,000. Probably not a great play because I just don't think he's going to play a full game. But the other play that might be worth playing is Shake Milton at 6,000. He got a lot of minutes yeah. in his last game. Yeah. And uh, he might be the, just the kind of guy who's going to play 40 minutes today. Yeah, uh, and he is a good guy for uh, for scoring the basketball. Absolutely. Okay, talk to me about a game that that matters here, Lee. I think another one I'm kind of looking at is the New Orleans Minnesota game. Uh, certainly, there's a lot of players from this game that are they're pretty good pay up plays. Uh, to me, though, I think the best pay up plays from this game. C.J. McCollum's 8,300. You know, coming he's a no longer Portland Trailblazer with his new team. Probably feels like he's got something to prove in a playoff setting or something close to it. And then you get to uh, one of my favorite plays of the day is going to be Trey Murphy at 6,800. And honestly, it's not so much uh, like a today thing. He's just been really on fire for the last couple of weeks and, and playing very well. And in, in a game that means something for the Pels, I like to see him uh, uh, do well today. The other guy I will probably have in all of my laps in this game is Carl Anthony Towns. And, you know, him and Gobert are probably pretty fairly equal plays. They both played 28 minutes in their last game. But to me, Towns at 7,800 is a kind of a bargain. He's been getting close to 40 in a lot of these games he's been back since he's been back from injury. So I, that, I think that game is going to be uh, very hard fought. I think it's going to be meaningful. And I think that uh, you're not going to really go wrong playing anybody, any of the starters from that game. Yeah, um, obviously the Pelicans and the, the Timberwolves are right next to each other in the standings. Uh, so, you know, this is a big game here. I don't know who owns a tiebreaker between – the Pelicans and the Timberwolves, but they have a chance. The Timberwolves have a chance to tie uh, the Pelicans just by simply winning here. They have to own the tiebreaker probably over the Lakers or the Pelicans, one of the two. So, um, so it is a big game for them. So I think you can definitely trust that. Uh, you know, I, I would look at. I think someone on the uh, Wolves here is questionable. Sorry, let me just go through here. 
Uh, no, I'm sorry. They're all they're all good to go. So never mind. I thought I thought I saw someone questionable early in the day, but um, you know, Nas Reed is out. So um, you know, I would look at guys also like Rudy Gobert might be a nice little sneaky play there. Um, but I don't really see too many value guys here, because like you said, it does matter to both these teams. So I think this is a game where you definitely spend up. And you don't necessarily need to look at the value, guys, because there's so much value on other places in the slate. That's going to be way more bankable. So I wouldn't look at value at all here. Um, all right, but a value play, a value t- uh, game that I am looking at here that I've got a lot of plays in here, Memphis Grizzlies and OKC Thunder. Uh, both of these uh, – oh, so the OKC Thunder are uh, going to be competitive, right? So they're going to be trying to win this game. They're still in the thick of things right now. Um, actually, no, I'm sorry. They, no, I apologize. They are not going to be caring about this game at all. They've already ruled guys out. So let me go ahead and reverse that. This is a game where both those teams just don't care at all. Uh, and so we're going to be looking at some scrubs from both sides here. Because um, the OKC Thunder, they own the tiebreaker over the Mavericks. So they are automatically in that 10th spot. And they can't catch the Timberwolves. So, yeah, we're, we're good to go there. So uh, on the Memphis side, you know, um, they're also locked into where they are in the standings. And I do like some John Conchar at 4,600. Um, you know, I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of John Morant, no Desmond Bain, uh, any of those guys. Uh, as I recall, they're all questionable. So we got Morant, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., Bain, uh, Tyus Jones, Jalen Brooks, all questionable. Uh, Santiel Dalma as well. Uh, obviously, Luke Kennard's at 5,800. I wasn't going to mention him because he's kind of out of my zone there, but he, he'll be a good play as well. But John Conchar at 4,600 is a good value play for you guys out there. Uh, another guy I'm looking at also is Kenny Lofton Jr. at 3,400. Just signed a four-year contract worth $7 million. So uh, got to be feeling good about himself. Gets a chance to maybe play uh, you know, 20, 25 minutes in this one because it's just a, a garbage game that nobody cares about. Uh, and he is a really high permanent guy. So this would be a guy I'd really be looking at in those large field GPPs. Um, you know, he was in the G League, obviously, uh, for most of the season. And uh, just getting a chance to get in, the, get in the game and play. It feels like this kid could do a special thing here. He played 23 minutes on the 5th of April and put up 18.25 uh, DK points, which isn't incredible, but uh, his upside is much larger than that. So I'm actually looking here. The 17th uh, of March against the Spurs, he had 22.75 DK points in 14 minutes. So that's the kind of upside I'm looking at, and I think he uh, carries a lot of the upside there. So, you know, large field GPPs, again, I think that's a really good target there. Um, a sneaky play, I think it's going to be a really sneaky play, uh, Lee, but Zaire Williams is actually probable for this game, and he is 3,000. Uh, I know when he got a chance to play big minutes in the last one where he played, uh, he's coming back from injury, so I don't know if he's going to get a full, like, 30 minutes or anything like that. Um, I'm trying to find that game where he just absolutely went off, but he had a really, really good game. Uh, we got a ton of minutes, not, not all that long ago, within the last like two months. And I think this kid's, uh, you know, he's not like a special player. I think I'm not going to say he's like an all-star or anything like that, but uh, he's definitely a worthwhile rotation player in the NBA, uh, going to be one of those guys. So I feel like he's got that skill level that other players are going to be playing in this game might not have. So he's a little bit of a, of a heads up on the competition here, and he's, and he's absolute bottom pricing. So I do like him quite a bit. On the OKC side, I like Isaiah Joe at 4,700. Um, obviously, no, you know, Shea Gilles Alexander, no Giddy. Uh, it's going to be the Isaiah Joe show. Uh, we've all seen this before. You know, hopefully he hits the shots and he's going to hit value for us there. Uh, but I'm probably even more interested in Dario Saric at 4,400, who is a huge permanent guy. And he, there's kind of a running thing with my guys here. They're all big guys that <laughs> happen to contribute in other ways. Uh, that's what I really like to target here because those are really kind of the safest guys in DFS. And so I feel like, uh, you know, Saric has put up pretty good lines in limited minutes throughout the season. So as long as he's going to get some extended run here, 
I do like him a whole lot. So uh, I'm not missing anything here. Like rightly, these uh, these stars are all sitting, correct? Stars are all sitting. I there's only a couple of guys in this game I like, other than the ones you mentioned, which are all good. But the uh, you know, Trey Mann gets a decent amount of minutes when a lot of other guys sit. He might be worth a flyer today. Another guy that's probably off everybody's radar is Lindy Waters, the third. He's gonna. He's actually, as you just mentioned, he's basically a point per minute player. Yeah. The thing is, he doesn't play every day, and he only plays 10 minutes a game. So usually, that's not very valuable from a DFS standpoint. But at a point a minute, if he ends up playing 25 minutes today, he might be worth starting at 3,200. Yeah, absolutely, man. You you called it there. So, uh, do you have another game there where people are trying, and we can trust the uh, the spend ups there? Well, I guess the other game that uh, I mentioned of those. You know, those kind of those five core teams is Utah and the Lakers. And it is the, I think it's the last game of the, well, I guess the it's part of that 230 group, uh, the late slate group of right, teams. Right. But, uh, you know, from that game, you've got Anthony Davis, obviously, at 11. He's the most expensive player on the slate, but he's just the kind of, this is just the kind of game where he would just dominate, do a 40-20 game or something like that. LeBron, also a part of this, uh, this team, obviously, and... You know, there's been some rumors out there he might not play this game. I can't imagine how he wouldn't, especially when it's LeBron. And he's so competitive. Yeah. I can't say, imagine sitting this game, but he's also ten thousand nine hundred. So, like I, you know, I I noticed one thing when I tried to put some lineups together is that even with, you know, usually in situations like today, you have so much value out there, so many minimum price guys or guys that are just above minimum that you can play, you know, a couple or maybe three of the. Uh, well, not three, but you can play at least a couple of the $10,000 players and, and usually make out a decent lineup. It's still going to be a little bit tricky today because there's just enough of these core plays, these uh, spend-up guys available that uh, you can still rely on that, that uh, you really just can't count on playing uh, Curry, playing an Anthony Davis, and then finding you know six guys that are uh, $3,000. So you're going to still have to rely a little bit on that mid-tier, but... Like I said, Anthony Davis, LeBron from the Lakers, obviously good picks. Uh, a couple of guys toward the end of the season, like Shadon Sharp with Portland, just the kind of guy that you think they, they might showcase, you know, in the last game of the year. But another guy that is in that same category for me is, is Horton Tucker, who's the last month or so, I guess basically through March, has been really reliable, really putting up great numbers every night. He didn't play last game, which is a little troubling, but – He's just the kind of guy that they might want to go off on uh, on the last game of the year, just kind of a highlight reel for the offseason for those poor Utah fans. But, um, yeah. you know, D'Angelo Russell in this game, not a big fan at 7,600 of him. Dunn from Utah has been having a great end of the season. He's been playing every game. No reason to think that he won't play this game and also play well, but he's also at 7,500. So yeah. he's not exactly a bargain. But, uh, like I said, in a lot of cases today, you're trying to find – reliability and you're gonna yeah. that's what you're gonna that's what you're gonna pay for i would lean into it i i'll tell you guys right now i would lean into like a chris don at 7500 because you just know that they're gonna play there for a lot of a lot of minutes and probably score you 30 35 dk points and you just have to take that floor at this point i mean you know if you're playing dfs at this point uh you're just gonna have to take that and i, I don't think you know if you're shooting if you're in a large field gpp go ahead shoot for the moon uh go for those guys but i just don't feel like uh, if you're playing you know normal single entry gpps or anything like that that you really uh, can rely on, like a, even a LeBron James. I mean, you know, um, yeah, they're playing Utah. Uh, I think they still need to win this game. Um, let's say they're tied for seventh, or they're they're in seventh right now, tied with the Pelicans for record. So, the, I mean, the game means something. They're only a game behind the Warriors also and the Clippers. So, yeah, I mean, the game means something, but it's the Utah Jazz that are sitting everybody. I mean, 
how competitive is it going to be? So um, it's really tough to trust that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. a yeah, it's a sixteen and a half point favorite for the Lakers right. this game. So yeah, so it's 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 tough. So I think you have to really lean into uh, you know the the Chris Dunn's of the world at seventy five hundred as opposed to those uh, other spend ups. Uh, in this game, I do like a couple of uh, cheaper guys though. I got Lucas Simonic. Uh, at 5,000, I had him on the last one as well. He had a really good game. Um, love his fantasy game. Uh, don't love his game in real life. He has terrible transition defense and everything like that. But his game in fantasy is great. So we'll, we'll go ahead and take that. 5,000 is right, right at that cutoff line for kind of value plays. Uh, Yudoka Zubuki at uh, 4,500, I think, is a decent play as well. Uh, you know, no Walker Kessler, obviously. So he should get a good 20 to 25 decent minutes. Uh, and he's a, you know, gets blocks and, and points and rebounds at a pretty high rate. So I like him as well. Uh, and then Fatekio at 4,400 uh, has been a pretty, I wouldn't call him a staple, but he's been a pretty reliable guy, um, you know, shooting the basketball, uh, hitting threes. Um, you know, I, I don't think he's really put up a dud yet. Uh, the whole time he's gotten, you know, 25 minutes plus. So uh, I'll, I'll throw him out there as a good um, value play in this game as well. So um I do have one more game here that I do want to talk about just from a value perspective, and it's because I just watched this team, uh, and they're just getting investigated for it, by the way, beat my uh, or, or lose to my uh, Chicago Bulls, which I, I was really hoping they wouldn't. I was really hoping the Bulls would lose so they could improve their draft odds. <laughs> uh, improve their uh, odds of keeping their draft pick, I should say. But anyways, uh, talk about the Spurs and the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, the Spurs, I'm really not touching that. I think they're all priced up at this point to the point that out of 15 game slate, you just don't need to go there. Um, I think there's other guys that are going to step into roles that are cheaper if you want to go that route, or there's more reliable guys like the Chris Dunn's at 7,500 that I'd rather go with instead of like the Malachi Brams at the 5,700 or, or whatever his price, price point is. So that's just kind of my feeling about the Spurs. I'm not really touching them, but and I don't really know who's going to play and who's not going to play also. Uh, for the Spurs, it's just it's been in and out for them. Uh, but the Dallas Mavericks, I do have some interest on that side because they are going to be tanking. It's already been stated. We know that for a fact. Um, Coach Jason Kidd said, you know, Luka Doncic isn't playing beyond today. I know I'm DraftKings. I think he's, he's still marked as in or something, but he's not playing. I'm telling you guys right now. Neither is Kyrie Irving. Neither is all their starters. So uh, Justin Holiday at 4,400. Theo Pinsett at 4,300. McKinley Wright, the fourth, at 4,100. Those are all guys that had really good games against my Bulls, um, you know, Again, good games, we're talking about like probably 25 to 30 DK points, but that's solid enough at those price tags that you can pretty much lock it in, and it's reliable because if we know for a fact that the uh, you know Dallas Mavericks are going to sell those guys, then those guys are going to get in and play those minutes again and do about that well again. They didn't really have great games or anything like that. Um, the other guy I'm going to throw out there on the on the Mavericks is Davis Bertans at 3,200. Um, getting paid a huge amount of money. I thought that, that contract was so bad when the Wizards gave it to him. But regardless, he shoots threes like crazy. He was shooting like crazy in that game when he was in Lee, um, and he didn't make a whole lot of them. But all he needs to do is connect on, like, you know, seven of ten threes, and he's going to absolutely crush that 3,200 price tag, which could very well happen. I mean, he's still a very skilled shooter. So uh, I think he is a guy you can definitely take a stab at, especially in those large field GPPs. So, um, yeah, Spurs and Dallas, I'm sure you don't have any interest in that game. So, uh, (laughs) Any other guys or, or games you were eyeing here, Lee? <laughs> well, uh, just to, to your point about Bertans, the guy looks great in a uniform. You know, that's yeah. the thing about him. And, and he's been he's been fooling coaches and, and scouts for years. But the only uh, Maverick I kind of like from this game is maybe Tilakina. Uh, you know, he's uh, traded over from the Knicks uh, and uh, played 33 minutes in the last game, got 23 fantasy points. He's still 4,700, so he's not really bargain priced, but certainly somebody to keep an eye on at least. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, looking at the rest of the slate, and again, it's a 15-game slate. Every game is either at noon or 2.30, so right. there's going to be a lot going on in a very short time. I can't even imagine playing tomorrow or playing today, excuse me, without having, uh, you know, that, that hour before lock just open just locked into the lineups and making sure that you have a full understanding of the situation before we play. But I would say there's a couple of plays that will be in probably almost all my lineups tomorrow. One of those is Draymond Green. Same reasons I mentioned last week on the podcast. I just think he's a triple-double waiting to happen on a game that means a lot for the Golden State Warriors. Just like Curry, I could see Curry easily throwing down 20 points in the first quarter. I could see Draymond coming out with a triple-double in a game that that means a lot to the, to the Warriors. My other play that I think I'll get in almost every lineup is Ibaka uh, Zubac. Uh, Zubac, just because he's 5,700, he's been yeah. playing uh, pretty decent minutes, even with uh, you know a little bit of change to the front court. But he's, uh, I think, he's another guy that when you really need to depend on him, seems to come through. So it, like I said, at 5,700, he seems like an easy lock-in center position tomorrow. Absolutely. I like those calls, man. And uh, I'm going to be relying on you for those spin ups because I didn't even look at that. And it's such a large slate. I feel like it's so hard to look at everything. And, you know, we don't have that much time before a lot happens tomorrow. So uh, you got to kind of rely on some of the uh, some of the shorthand we're doing for you here. Uh, let me talk about a couple of guys I like as well. I'm going to throw this guy out there as kind of a surprise pick here. Darius Basley at 3000 for the Phoenix Suns. I think they're going to say to everybody uh, game doesn't mean it all. Any diddly squat to them. They're playing the Clippers. Clippers are probably going to win. But uh, I think Darius Basley, if he's able to get in and play 20 minutes, I think he's going to put up some really, really decent, you know, fancy lines. He did that for Thunder in limited minutes, so I think he's going to do that again. So he's another guy I would look at. Um, there is also Kendrick Nunn at 4,700 in Washington. Uh, you know, another guy that's been getting opportunity here, getting, getting minutes in the mid-20s. Playing the Houston Rockets, which is always a nice little bump for him. But obviously Washington's already been in take mode for like a couple weeks now, and he's been putting up uh, decent lines here and there. So I like him as well as kind of a, a you know a spend down type of guy. Uh, I'm also going to mention uh, Howell Neto again at 3700 uh, and Isaiah Mobley at 3900. Arnold Cadena, uh, who came on the lineup lock show, said you guys need to play Isaiah Mobley. I didn't believe him, and then he ended up having like 18 points and seven rebounds. So you know I think I'm 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 on the Isaiah Mobley train again here. Um, I'm not going to like go out of my way to get my my lineup spumps. He's definitely on my radar, uh, and I'm also going to add Mamade and Diakete. Uh, at 3,400 in that game, um, another big that, you know, again, just fits the profile of a guy that I'd want to play, puts up rebounds and points in, in high bunches when he gets minutes. So I do like him there. Uh, Peyton Pritchard, 3,900 for the Boston Celtics. Also a really good spend up here. Uh, I would have to imagine Tatum uh, sits out. Brown's already going to be out with a uh, finger laceration. Uh, game means absolutely nothing for the Boston Celtics. So I'm looking for Peyton Pritchard and uh, Mike Muscala. Uh, through 4,500 also to have uh, pretty decent games here and get lots and lots of minutes. Uh, and I've got to talk about him just because it's my Bulls. I don't like a lot of people in this game. I don't think I'm even going to end up with him in my lineups. But let me go ahead and shout out Ayad Asunmu at 4,900, who had a really decent game. Uh, I think he played 34 minutes in the last one. Um, just a really, really decent game. I think he's going to get the same kind of workload here. Uh, Bulls are absolutely not trying to win this game. I think some of the starters will play in this one, is from, from what I understand. Uh, they're going to play like maybe the first half. But then Io's probably going to take over in the second half. So he's a guy I would consider. Uh, again, I think he's probably my least favorite play of any that I mentioned here. But it's the Bulls. I got to mention it. So there you go, Lee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're, 
Chicago fan, uh, you know, maybe I think Vucevic, if I remember, has a does he want did he want to play every game this year, right? He wants to play 82 games. I believe what's going to happen is that they're going to play the first quarter, and I'm hoping they won't play the rest of the game. Yeah, uh, the starters will. But uh, I could see the Bulls doing something stupid and playing like you know the whole game or something. I, who knows what's going to happen there? But uh, yeah, I really uh, don't. Here. It's a Chicago tradition, apparently. You're probably too young to remember, but Ryan Sandberg had an airless streak going at second base for the Cubs, and toward the end of the season, he was just playing the first inning of every game to keep the yeah. streak going. That's kind of what this reminds me of. It's a way, it's a way to keep it going. That's right. So uh, so we'll see how that goes. I don't think the Stars will play the whole game, but but we'll see. But anyways, uh, let's move on to Thrive Fantasy. ThriveFantasy.com. Uh, use promo code ETHOS. Get your first deposit match up to 250 bucks. Uh, I've got a couple plays here. Lee, you said you had three of them, so I'm curious to hear. What's your first play there for Thrive? Well, I like uh, Brandon Ingram, and we didn't really talk much about him today, but uh, certainly, in a, again, a kind of an important game for the Pels. I, you know, him and, and McCollum both kind of trying to make their mark in a new town, and uh, Ingram uh, is the kind of guy who's really trying to make his mark as a, as the team leader, and I think the over-under, uh, it's, it's over 12.5 rebounds and assists, and this is worth 105 Thrive Fantasy points. Like I said, I just think this is a game where he was kind of, the spotlight's going to be on him. I expect him to come through. He's hit the over in four of the last five Pels games of that 12.5 rebounds and assists anyway. So tonight, I like him even a little bit more. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, unders hitting because a lot of people just won't play full full minutes. But uh, right. I've got two overs for you guys. Um, first one I've got is Josh Giddy over 33.5 points, rebounds, and assists. And that's 100 points, and that's against Memphis. Uh, I don't think, you know, um, I think Memphis is still a pretty deep team. And I still think there's talent there. I, I'm, you're, you're acting like I might have stolen one of your plays there, so I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry if that's if that's the case. But I do feel like this is one of those uh, competitive games here, and uh, this is a game where he's going to go ahead, uh, giddy, and have a, a pretty nice one. So was that one of yours? Well, uh, strangely enough, I have the under on the same. Oh, round. you do? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's the first time all the time we've been doing this that we've yeah. done that. Usually, we're usually on the same side. Yeah, go ahead. But my point was just what you mentioned earlier. And, again, this is why it's so hard to predict how today's going to go. I just don't think Giddy's going to play the full game. And I just don't think without playing a full game that he's going to approach that that over-under. So Very, very possible. You could be very right about that. Uh, well, my last play here is uh, Steph Curry over 31.5 points. Again, I just tried to choose the few overs I had. Yeah, it looks like you might be under there, but uh, even limited minutes against this Portland Trailblazers team, I think he could hit that um, if he only plays three quarters or something like that. Um, I mean, the Trailblazers are absolutely trash, so uh, it's not a good chance that they keep it close here, but I'm hoping they will because it's a 110-point play against that Portland Trailblazers team. So what what was your uh, last couple plays there, or last play there? Uh, I have Stephen Curry over 31 and a half points. Okay, so there you go. We, there we the top. And honestly, like I told you earlier, I damn near bet the kids that he'd get 40 points in this game as long yeah. as he plays the full game. So. Yeah, I think uh, I think as long as the Trailblazers can keep it somewhat close and the you know keep them kind of sweating a little bit, I think he'll hit that over. So uh, I like it a lot. All right, guys, that is going to do it for us for our last show of the regular season. We are going to be doing this through the playoffs. You guys can continue to join us. We will be on here talking hoops for you guys, uh, you know, all the way through. But I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at at bsbp Keith and Lee. Where can people find you in your work? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lee from Fargo. Absolutely. Go follow us, guys. Like the show. Subscribe. Uh, tune into our live lo- uh, lineup lock show. It's going to be at least me there tomorrow, 11.15 a.m. Central. So that's going to be uh, you know uh, 45 minutes or so before lock. We are going to hop on there and talk about all the late-breaking news and see what we got going on there. So until next time, guys, 
go get that money.